And it really comes down to two key things in the business, getting the right team members in place and the systems in place in the business. Welcome, everybody, to another episode on Profit by Design podcast. This is episode number three. I'm Mike Bruno, and I'm here with my co-host, Dr. Sabrina Starling. Just want to start out real quick by saying I've had the pleasure of uh, working with Sabrina and knowing her for several years now. She always has a lot of things going on, a lot of projects. She's always doing really good things. One of the things that she's working on, really a project that's really dear to my heart, is her next book, which is going to be coming out shortly, which is How to Hire the Best Construction Edition. And uh, as many of you know, I'm a contractor by trade, so this is really important to me, and and it hits hits home on many levels. But um, Sabrina, why don't you share with us a little bit about your vision with the book? how you came up with it, and how you're looking to help all of us contractors out there. Sure, Mike. I'm happy to. Thank you for that introduction. So I have been working with business owners for years now, helping them grow highly profitable, great places to work. And one of the challenges, biggest challenges, hands down, uh, in any business, whether it's construction or not, is hiring and hiring great people. I have noticed in my first book that I wrote, How to Hire the Best for Rural Business Owners, most of my clients were in construction when I wrote that book. And I like to think about now that I have um, kind of broken in, gotten broken in, in the toughest hiring situations, which is hiring in a rural area. And I want to be really clear just about how rural. So I was in Wyoming and Wyoming is known for having more antelope than people. So when you have a growing business in Wyoming and there's more antelope than people and you're trying to find A players, it is really hard to do that. So I like a good challenge. And as I wrote that book, I would go around and I thought, surely I can find business owners who have growing businesses, who have great employees, and they can just tell me what they did. And I can figure out what they're doing and then share that with other business owners and and solve all their problems. Well, every business owner that I would talk to told me, I have no idea how I got these great people on my team. It was just kind of random circumstances. And please, when you figure out how, how to hire A players, please come back and tell me because I really have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> and so I what I did though is I started digging into the random circumstances that they were telling me about how as to how they got these people on their teams. And I realized there were patterns. There was a method to the madness, so to speak. And that's what I documented in my first How to Hire the Best book. Well, after even before that book was fully published and written, I started getting calls. And I think you might have been one of them, Mike, from people saying, I'm in New Jersey or I'm in San Francisco. I struggle to to hire a team. Can you help me? I know I'm not in a rural area, but can you help me? And Again, a lot of them are in the construction industry because for lots of reasons, there there's a labor shortage in the construction industry mm-hmm. right now. And so when I, when I was set out to write the next edition, I knew it needed to be um, focused on the construction industry and we needed to solve that challenge because in 
In my eyes, there is nothing more frustrating than having a business with opportunity. You have tons of opportunity to go after work. But if you don't have the team behind you to do the work, then it's all on your shoulders. And and why would you want to create that stress in your life? I mean, here, like here we are on the Profit by Design podcast. We're all about creating a sustainable business. It's not sustainable to pursue opportunity just for the sake of pursuing opportunity if you know that work is going to be on you and you don't have a reliable team behind you to help you fulfill your obligations. So I know that you had the opportunity to interview some contractors and to speak to a lot of people when you were coming up with um, the uh, content for your new book. And, And I'm curious, do a lot of the contractors have problems with both finding a players on the office side as well as the field side or or did you kind of where, where did the data come in on that is it so it's across the board both in the field and in the office and you know the office side i think that just is not necessarily specific to the construction industry that is finding good help all around but the the real challenge with pi- people finding people in the field is it goes back to the trades are not being taught in school. And so there's not a lot of young folks coming up who want to go into the trades. And so, you know, what's what's interesting is I really think the solutions are going to come from a couple of different areas. So from the first angle, looking at opportunities to run your business in the most streamlined way possible. Niching down, um, picking a very targeted focus, and looking at ways that you can reduce your labor needs as much as possible. Because what I notice is anytime you have a business that depends on hiring and having plenty of labor and help, you have an extra layer of vulnerability built into that business right there, particularly if it's going to be challenging to recruit. So getting the the business focused as, as tightly as possible and minimizing the labor needs is one piece of the solution. But the other piece of the solution is making the business highly attractive to retaining A players and then also recruiting A players. So a a business owner is going to need to have a continual focus on what system do I have in place to continually attract and recruit A players to the business? And what am I doing to keep the business attractive to keep those A players who want to be there? So creating a great place to work and making it very well known that you have a great place to work is going to be a big start. And that is a shift for a lot of business owners because as you're growing a business, you're very focused on bringing in the business and the marketing side to bring in the clients and the customers. As the business grows, you have to shift to how do I market to attract the help that I need for this growing business. And that's good news in some ways because you can use everything that you've learned about marketing and apply that to marketing to attract great employees. But it also requires you, the business owner, to be focusing in two different areas. You've got to keep the marketing going and the business to bring in new business and all the business development that you're doing. 
And at the same time, you also need to be thinking about who are the A players? What are they going to be like? What in, in really defining that ideal employee for the business? And how can you get in front of large groups where those those folks would be likely to hang out? So I have a saying, A players hang together, but you need to know where they're hanging out and show up, be showing up in those places and then have an offer of employment that's highly attractive to them. So that requires getting into their head and understanding what they're looking for and how do you align that with what you have to offer in your business. Mm -hmm. So I just heard you say get into the employee's head, which brings up a really big question and that I'm super curious about, as you know, and we've spent a lot of time working on mindset together over the last you know 18 months or so. I think it's safe to say that contractors need to have a different mindset as we continue to search for opportunities, grow our businesses, and attract A-player employees. So with that, what tip or tips can you give to the business owner that's out there that's super frustrated, that's tired of chasing employees, and is just kind of a little bit you know, tired of the whole process? If I was to say to you, just give me a couple quick little things where if I was going to take a step back and kind of just say to myself, you know what, Mike, you know, what you've, what you've done in the past has worked to a certain degree, right? This is a different environment now, and we have a labor shortage, as you mentioned before. The ways and method, the methods that I used in the past to attract employees is not working. I can't get frustrated. What should my mindset be? How do I kind of reset my mindset to then be able to implement all of these things that that you're mentioning? Yeah, I, I, you bring up a good point that the ways that you have been trying to recruit in the past aren't working. And that's actually interesting because a lot of what we've been taught about hiring is totally ineffective. It sets us up to mishire 75% of the time. And so that's part of the frustration right there is you think, you think, and I'm putting air quotes around that, you're doing all the right things to hire. And then you hire someone and you get them in there and a couple of weeks later, you're banging your head against the wall in frustration because they are not what you thought they were going to be. They presented sure. themselves well in the interview, but don't turn out good once they're working for you. Mm -hmm. And so... Just understanding, number one, that you probably have hiring PTSD. Almost every business owner that I talk to nowadays has a case of hiring PTSD, meaning you're actively avoiding hiring. You're putting it off as long as possible. Um, you get cold sweats when you start thinking about, oh, my gosh, I've got to hire somebody else. I've got to go through this interview process again. And it, it just feels kind of fruitless. And so recognizing you're not alone in that and there's nothing really wrong with you because that that has set you up to be having these hiring problems. You have this tight labor market to begin with. And then a lot of what you've been taught about hiring is not effective for hiring A players. So and then the next little tip around that is to think about A players are never unemployed. So the people that you're looking to hire are not out there looking for work. They're not on Craigslist. They're not on Indeed. You're going to have to get very savvy about how you attract them. So starting to look around you and just noticing who are 
people that I think would be great employees. Like if I could get them to work for me, who, who would I want to be talking to? And just recognize that they're employed elsewhere and you've got to find a way to attract them to mm-hmm. come to work for you. That's a good point. And I think, you know, a lot of us miss that because we think that we have a demand for whether it's office staff or field staff and our immediate reaction is to just go on Craigslist or Indeed or on some other uh, job ad, you know, posting site. This episode of the Profit by Design podcast is proudly brought to you by Contractor Business Solutions, the Small Business Consulting Group, and Tap the Potential, the home of How to Hire the Best and the four-week vacation program. Visit our website at profitbydesignpodcast.com to learn more about our sponsors and to catch previous episodes of the podcast. And by the way, while you're there, be sure to check out the conversation between Mike and I that 95% of entrepreneurs never had. We blow up the dirtiest little secret in the entrepreneurial world. Is it ever safe to say that we shouldn't be looking for an employee? Because I, I would imagine that finding those A players, you have to dig pretty deep all the time. So it almost seems like you need to have a system in place. Exactly. A system. So number one, always be recruiting and use your system. And it, it it's so simple once you have a system, but it's not easy. So in my business, one of the things that I have done is I've identified who is an A player in my business. And once I've got that really clear, where, where are they hanging out? And the next question that I asked is, how can my business be an answer to their prayers? And how do I get in front of them and share, the, share with them the opportunity to work in my business? So I have a coaching business. There's tons of coaches out there. One thing coaches really struggle with is marketing. They don't like to market. They Mm -hmm. love to coach day in and day out, but they don't have to market. And a lot of them are out there in their own businesses and they're frustrated. And so what I can offer them in my business is an opportunity. I have lots of coaching. You can come and coach. We have lots of clients, more demand than I can handle. And I love marketing. I'll get out there. I'll do the marketing. And the other thing is what perks can you offer that would be attractive to an A player? So... And I know a lot of you guys in construction are really frustrated because you're hard workers and you think, you know what, it should just be enough for me to pay a good wage and offer steady employment. Why do I have to do, you know, these grand things to attract people? And really, when it comes down to it, A players are looking for some basic things. They want flexibility to be able and work-life balance to be able to be there for their families. They're willing to work hard, but they want that flexibility. They want opportunities for advancement. And so if you can just think about, is there anything that I can do that would create some flexibility and work-life balance for these guys? And how could I lay out a real clear plan for advancement in the business? And So it's one thing when you're a candidate and you're going through the interview process and you're interviewing with different people, you'll hear everyone say, well, we offer opportunities for advancement. Those are vague statements. They're empty promises. And employees are really tuned into that, especially A players. They've probably been burned by that statement 
quite a bit. So if you can lay out real clear opportunities for advancement and say, you know, I I know I cannot compete with the wages that you're going to get offered by this big company down the road, but here's where I can start you. And if you hit these specific performance targets over time, then I can bump you up to this 90th percentile. And you, I, I can guarantee you won't make that anywhere else. And I can offer you really good job security with that. So that's an example of you don't have to promise them the moon. Give them a realistic starting point, but show them you do intend to follow through with here's a real clear opportunity for advancement for you. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, what's what's interesting is that I've had the opportunity to work directly with you. You know, I've read, you know, your other books and I feel like I just learned something again in this brief conversation in that, you know, as long as the business has a vision and a system and wants to be sustainable, we constantly need to be looking for those A players, treating those A players properly within the business. And from a mindset perspective, we always need to be changing, right? Which, you know, to your point before, it is very easy to say, well, I'm paying somebody a certain amount of money to do something. Why can't they just do it? And it's just the wrong attitude and wrong mindset to have, because we have to look at each employee as this integral part of the team, which creates sustainability creates a profitable business and a profitable enterprise. And, you know, everybody grows from that experience. And, you know, the depth of this topic is so huge. I feel like we can probably talk for days on end about all the different facets of this. And I'm sure our listeners are, um, you know, thinking the same thing because you did share some some really good um, tidbits of advice and things that we could implement as business owners right away. But it you know, I think as we progress with the podcast, we can certainly, you know, dig into some other things. And and in terms of the um, the release date of the book, what what's your anticipated release for us to get this in our hands so we can dig into it? In my ideal world, it would have been released already. So I have a, a soft deadline for the fall of this year. So fall 2018, which Great. means end, end of November. But as everything, I'm finding it takes longer. So I'm pushing. And, you know, every day I get someone asking me, when is that construction edition going to be out? <laughs> and, and I appreciate that because it does keep me editing every day and working yeah. on it. So well, I think, I as think soon as possible. <laughs> and, our, and our listeners, Mike, will be the first to know. <laughs> and as soon as I get my hands on it, what I'd like to do, if it's okay with you, once it is launched and, and some people have some time to read it, um, you know, maybe early next year. Um, we can dedicate a couple other podcasts to just walking through the framework and kind of walking through how do I now put some of these things in motion and, and you know, change my mindset and the system. And I think that would be really helpful. Um, I would be delighted. A, a unique opportunity for so many people to uh, be able to hear it right from the, the source. Yeah. That would be a lot of fun to do that. And just to kind of whet people's appetite for the book, in the first edition of How to Hire the Best, I introduced the Employee Referral Incentive Program, which is a really good tool to use when you need to recruit from a competitor and you don't want to cause any hard feelings because you're trying to get one of their team members over onto your into your business. But 
What's really interesting about the Employee Referral Incentive Program is that those employees who have friends on the job who've been recruited in by your current team members have a 40% retention rate at the end of year one and close to 40% at the end of year two. Wow. So if you use the simple system to start recruiting, you're going to have to do less hiring down the road overall. Wow. So the the retention rates in comparison, if you hire from a job board um, or Indeed or Craigslist or any place, that's around a 20 to 26% retention rate at the end of year one versus having a friend on the job and an employee referral incentive program in use to wow. retain that's huge. percent. That's it's huge. double. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm really excited. I'm, I'm going to be diving into that deeply in the book and I can't, I can't wait to share that. That's awesome. So I know you have many, many, many other things to work that you're working on and projects. And I know you have the, uh, the four week vacation. Why don't you tell me a little bit about that? I know, I know, uh, some backstory that it's been something that you've been working on for quite some time. And it's been this idea. Um, it's been an idea. It's been a wish, but now the idea has come to life and there's actually people that have vowed, right. To take the four week vacation and, um, which is so awesome. So why don't you tell me a little bit and, you know, tell our listeners a little bit about what you came up with and how it's going to change people's lives and, and their thought processes and ways that they, uh, develop their business. Sure. So the four week vacation is my pet project. That's really what I've been working on all this time. I, I, the how to hire the best came about because of the four week vacation. So when I started coaching business owners over 13 years ago, every single one of them was working 60 or 70 hours a week, and they were constantly in a state of stress. And I just thought, one one evening I was driving home and I, I just had this thought go across my mind that there should be a bumper sticker of have you hugged a business owner lately because their <laughs> life sucks. <laughs> they need some love. And it is just hard to be a small business owner. And I thought, you know, the ultimate goal would be to create a system for small business owners to be able to be away from their business and to take a vacation. And so I've been working on that. And I had a conversation, I, I think probably five or six years ago with Mike Michalowicz, um, who we've had on the show. We, we got to talk to him about his book, Clockwork, that just came out. And I told him, I, you know, the book that I really want to write is The Four Week Vacation. And at that point, he turned to me and he said, well, have you taken a four-week vacation? And I said, no, as a matter of fact, I have not. And I knew his point right there is that you can't write that book until you've taken a four-week vacation yourself. So I have since done that, not the traditional, like if, if you're envisioning that I was on a beach sipping margaritas on my four-week vacation, that's not how it played out at all. I actually ended up having a baby and went on a nine-week maternity leave. But the business ran while I was on maternity leave and went through all of its business cycles where, you know, leads come in sales are made, services delivered, money collected. The problem was, is I wasn't paying attention to what I was doing. And so when I came back from maternity leave, I just went right back into my old role in the business, which is, I think, the most dangerous thing that we can do. Because any of us that have been in business for a long time, I guarantee you, Mike, probably you too, you can tell me about times where you've had to be away from your business and make it run without you. Sure. And instead of maintaining that, you just come right back in and you pick up your old role and you 
you teach your business that it now needs to depend on you again. So I have been working on figuring out how to help business owners take a four week vacation. And with the hiring challenges, that seemed to be like the biggest piece that was keeping business owners tied in their business. And that's why I started working on the How to Hire the Best series. Now that we have business owners who have great team members, last year, one of the ideas that you gave me is that these business owners need help teaching their team members how to be valuable assets to the team. So we have a program called Leadership Bootcamp, where we teach A players how to support the vision and the goals of the business owner and get everyone working together Mm -hmm. so that that business is not dependent on any one person, not just the business owner, but everybody needs to be able to be away from the business and and essential functions happen without any, any key person in the business. So at the retreat that we had earlier this year, you were there, I issued a challenge. I knew I was going to write the four-week vacation book, but I needed some people to take four-week vacations in order for me to write the book, quite honestly. (laughs) I mean, it's no good to talk about four-week vacations if I can't have anybody who's done it and anybody that we can learn from. We have to have people who have experienced it so that they can be the trailblazers to show other business owners how it's done. So, you know, Mike Michalowicz is taking a four-week vacation. I'm taking a four-week vacation. And that's all great. People could look and say, well, Mike, he's a business author. Sure, he can take a four-week vacation. And Sabrina, she's a coach. Yeah, she can take four weeks off and the business keeps going. We need real business owners with, you know, Main Street businesses to take four-week vacations to be the trailblazers. And so I'm happy to say right now we have one. We have several people who have been building up to it who have taken vacation tests. But we have one right now who is on his four-week vacation. And we're going to be hearing from him um, on the podcast. We've got an interview scheduled with him in a, in a few weeks. But he, at the retreat, said he's never been away from his business more than five days in 40 years. And so in just seven, eight months, no, six months time, once he made that pledge to take a four-week vacation, he made it happen. And that's what's really interesting to me is that once we have the pledge in place and real strong accountability, like you've said it publicly, there's some peer pressure. You've told your family, you've told your team, you have other business owners behind you backing you on the four-week vacation. All of a sudden, what seemed impossible is happening. And so it, re- and it really comes down to two key things in the business getting the right team members in place and the systems in place in the business. Absolutely. And that's awesome. I mean, you know, I've heard about the four week vacation a couple of times. I was able to take some extended vacation. I'm trying to work on, well, I mean, hypothetically speaking, like we talked about in uh, podcast episode two, um, I'm technically taking a vacation from my business because it does work on its own and with the right structure in place and the right personal accountability and the right A players on board, it's totally possible to have your business run in those cycles, like you said, without you actually being there. You know, and I think, you know, all of these topics are just huge. And that's another one that I really want to dig in. You know, maybe we can have a a little breakout podcast workshop or something where, you know, we can break it down on a basic level of just, you know, how to prepare. I keep going back to this mindset thing. 
because I really truly believe that a proper mindset and an and a evolving mindset for an entrepreneur is key to the success. But you know, just getting into the mindset of making the commitment that you want to make that change and you want to design your business for profit, you want to design your business for four-week vacations and you want to design it to give back to you and your family what it deserves are really some of the key components. So we we have a lot of stuff that uh that we're going to be sharing with our listeners and you know, bringing other guests on that are going to be sharing their experiences. And, you know, we want to learn along with everybody else and hear the ups and the downs. And we're sharing our ups and our downs all the time as well. So I'm going to put you on the spot. I heard on a phone call that we were on a couple hours ago that you're going to be in New Jersey for 10 days. And I live in New Jersey. You live in Louisiana. So I want to know when you're going to carve out some time for me so that we could meet in person <laughs> and maybe we can, you know, do a live podcast together in person. And so wh- why exactly are you going to be in New Jersey for 10 days? Because I am a lifelong learner and I'm a sucker for learning and improving. So first I'm going to an author immersion workshop with Mike Michalowicz because I have to learn how to promote the four week vacation book. That book, I really don't want it to be self-published. That book needs a publisher. And I wanna learn that from Mike Michalowicz. And then, so that's the first part. And then I'm also there for speaker training with John Bates. I had the opportunity to do an initial workshop with him a few months ago in New Jersey. And he's coming back for for deeper training. I could not pass that up. And then I'm there for mastery meetup for profit first um, professionals. I'm a mastery level member, so we have that. Wow. And then we have profit. Then we have profit con on the tail end of that. Wow. So and apparently I need to be there because we're going to do a podcast too. Wow, that is awesome. <laughs> yeah. You know, and 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 one thing too that you know I think is important. At, you know, just listening to you say all those things. And, um, you know, I've had the privilege of, of being part of some, some of the profit first, you know, meetups and, and profit con. It, it really is a really full immersion type of environment, right? So we're learning all day, we're meeting people all day, we're meeting, you know, meeting up at night and having dinners and learning and all these different events. And you're going to be away from your business for 10 days, right? So that's almost like, you know, it's a two week learning experience, right? But still, you're going to be away from your business for two weeks because you have A players and a system in place. It's going to run. Clients are going to come in. Leads are going to come in. Services are going to be, you know, provided and money's going to be collected. And um, that's awesome. You know, you should be really proud of, of, uh, you know, the business and how you've set it up. And, you know, that's also what it's about. It's about the vacations and it's about the entrepreneurial experience and being able to learn more and work on other opportunities and, you know, pay attention to yourself. So kudos to you for that. Thank you. Yeah, that is the the best thing is that I no longer have to weigh out, can I pursue a learning opportunity or am I going to have to say no to client services and tell people, no, you're going to have to wait a few weeks for your call with Dr. Sabrina. I don't have to do that. I don't have to make that choice anymore. Those services can still be delivered. I can still go off and have my fun and learn. Yeah, absolutely. That's so awesome. (laughs) So do you have anything else that you'd like to add as we wrap up episode number three? 
I'm just really glad we have a podcast together because clearly we have a lot to talk about. <laughs> yeah, I feel like we've been rambling, but we just barely scratched the surface. I know there's so much more. And I, I just have to say, I love all the ideas that you're coming up with um, of, of ways that we can add value for our listeners and share some of the things that we've learned together. And, and we're on our own journeys now. We're continually learning. And it is so much fun to get to talk to someone like you, Mike, who just is your, your one idea after another and you add on to things. And so if I just ha- stayed in my own little world and had these discussions in my head, I would never think of, of half the stuff that, that has been brought up here. So it's been a lot yeah. of fun and it, and it will be fun. I look forward to it in the future. Yeah, I'm glad. So thank you everybody for listening and uh, we hope you continue to listen and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you for spending time with us today. Join our conversation in the Profit by Design podcast Facebook group. Share your thoughts on today's episode, ask us questions, and let us know what you want to hear about next. Visit our website at ProfitByDesignPodcast.com to access resources from our sponsors and tools we've created for you. Subscribe to the show on whatever platform you're listening to right now. There's a subscribe button right there. Go ahead and hit it so that you always get a notification when we release a new episode. And finally, share our podcast with a friend if you know a friend who would enjoy it. Thanks again for listening.